welcome back to Hawks History, a podcast where we dive into the Seattle Seahawks history from where they were in the beginning slash past to where they are now. I'm your host, Benjamin Owen, and let's dive right into this episode. In 1999, Seattle Seahawks would finish with a record of 9-7. and seven. They knew that if they wanted to build on their previous success the year before, as a team had been falling on less fortunate draft picks and not really competing beforehand, they knew that they had to hit on these draft picks. There was a bunch of different positions the Seattle Seahawks could have gone as they held the 19th and 22nd overall pick in this draft. Now, me personally, if I was a GM of the Seahawks, I probably would have taken a wide receiver due to the year before their best wide receiver on their team only had 600 yards receiving, which is considered wide receiver three, wide receiver two numbers in the NFL. Not only would a wide receiver in this draft help the team, it helped it help a lot their third year quarterback John Kanta into taking further steps into becoming a greater player as a quarterback because nowadays the NFL is purely one off how good your quarterback is. There was also talks of the organization potentially transitioning QPs as well and there was the greatest quarterback ever in this draft class in Tom Brady so maybe you took a shot on him although not many teams seem to buy into Tom Brady except for uh, a team in New England that isn't that good anymore. With the 19th overall selection in the 2000 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks would take running back Sean Alexander from Alabama. This would be a shock to many draft analysts and teams around the NFL as Seattle was expecting to take a wide receiver in this range. And the reason why it was such a big shock is because Ricky Waters, their their running back the year before, rushed for 1,200 rushing yards alone. And his job was presumably safe going into this offseason. Sean would be the fourth running back taken as well off the board in the first round, which was insane. And with Seattle's 22nd overall pick, they'd select Chris McIntosh, tackle from Wisconsin. And this wasn't a surprise as they were looking to increase the power of their offensive line and protect their quarterback. Hi, it's me, your host, Bennigan. Real quickly, I just wanted to tell you guys, Chris McIntosh would end up retiring from the NFL after two seasons due to severe neck injuries. Anyways, enjoy the rest of the episode. This begs the question, why select a running back if you already have Ricky Waters on your team in the first round? Sean Alexander was a four-year senior at Alabama who'd rush for 3,500 yards and have 800 receiving yards as well. Not only that, but he would be inducted into the Alabama Football Hall of... Well, his college's Football Hall of Fame, essentially. Sean was so much of a beast at Alabama that he holds the third most rushing yards all time still to this day. Another side note is that he had 291 rushing yards in one game, which is a single game record for Alabama for rushing yards. His final season in college, he rushed for near 1,400 yards and have 300 receiving yards as well on top of that, combining for 1,700 total yards. And while Ricky Waters was dominating the NFL, father time was beginning to knock on the door and the Seattle Seahawks knew if they wanted to extend their window for a Super Bowl potentially they knew that they needed to grab a good young running back in order to extend that because Ricky was getting older and older and older. And Sean was a really supreme athlete in the combine, and he's just a big, powerful back. Now, why were there three other running backs taken ahead of Sean Alexander? I couldn't tell you. Jamal Lewis is the one player in this argument that you can maybe argue had a better career than Sean Alexander. I mean, he was absolutely insane his freshman year. 
first over, fifth overall pick in the draft to the Ravens. Ended up winning a Super Bowl his rookie year. Just absolutely insane the numbers he put up. Thomas Jones ended up having a pretty decent career too, but outside of Arizona, he was selected seventh overall, but he put up monster numbers in college, which what is what I think led him to be taken over Sean Alexander and probably the, the worst one taken over him, Ron Dane to the New York Giants, 11th overall. And I mean, Ron Dane put up numbers at Wisconsin. He's had a couple near 2000 yard seasons there. And he was just overall extremely impressive there. And for some reason, he just didn't pan out in the NFL. Sean was the one guy, except for Jamal Lewis, that you could argue could have been a top five pick after his career. Now, Sean's first year in the NFL wouldn't exactly pan out. He only had about 50 carries for 300 rushing yards. That wasn't his fault. It was the fact that the Seattle Seahawks decided to still hang on to Ricky Waters for another year, who still had another monster year for 1,200 rushing yards, but the team wasn't as good as the year before. And when I tell you a storm was brewing in Seattle, a storm was brewing, and his name was Sean Alexander, waiting to be unleashed for the Seattle Seahawks. Thank you for listening to Hawks History. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and have a great rest of your day.